Good morning, everyone. It's Judith A. Cope. You're listening to Mad Love. Welcome. So just to put a point on top of <laughs> what I was saying yesterday, it doesn't matter what the topic is. Um, whatever the problem is that you're facing, to be consumed by the problem is not a solution. To be aware of the problem is not a solution. And then, you know, the next argument is, well, everybody isn't aware. Well, some people are aware. They're just never going to agree with you. So that's still not a solution to the actual existing problem, you know, and that's all I ever want to do is push towards whatever the next thing is. What's the solution? Because we can all sit around and talk about the problems. I think it's ridiculous that income inequality is still a thing. There's so many women who are heads of households. If the divorce rate is 50%, that puts a lot of women in charge of a household. But you almost get punished because we're not viewed as equal citizens. You see what I'm saying? If you don't get married and you don't have kids or if you or you don't get married and you have kids or you're a single parent, a single mother, I mean, there's really no benefit for you. You know, and everybody sort of views it as like, you know, this stigma or, you know, you're a pariah or you did that to yourself. And in some situations, yeah, maybe you shouldn't have, you know, a baby by everybody you date. I definitely don't think that's a good idea. Economically, if you don't have any money and you start having multiple children and there's no, you know, stability in the home, you know, you're making it 10 times harder for yourself. And you will really have a difficult time uh, amassing any kind of wealth for yourself. But let's not even go that extreme. We're married 20 years. We get divorced. We have two kids, um, you know, and they're still school age. You know, if you pay me less than my husband, of course, our lifestyle changes. You know, and I've seen people make less doing the exact same job as the men in their department. It's just not fair. Now, that bothers me a ton. And I don't know. I don't feel like everybody gets as fired up about that as they could, you know. But I'm not conflating the issues one over the other. That's just an issue that I, that does happen to really resonate with me and bother me because I work in a male-dominated uh, field. And, you know, you can just see the line, you know. And then there's some old extra stuff going on now. So I don't know. Life is a very interesting thing. It's how you handle it, though, uh, that matters. And to me, I'm all about solutions. So I don't dwell on problems. I dwell on what I'd like to see happen. And um, yeah, that's basically how I feel about all things. But um, especially that thing, (laughs) because it's like, you know, we know what it is. Now what are we going to do? I have a coworker. She always, when I point out something like that and I ask a question, she's like, okay, but what are we going to do? <laughs> and it's really hilarious. Um, so, yeah, do yourself a solid. Watch that HBO documentary or docuseries. It's just a two-part. I wish they had split it up, but it's a two-part series, uh, like two hours apiece, on um, the opioid crisis and how, you know, And then it moves into fentanyl. Like, this is crazy, you guys. They basically 
just pumped heroin out to the masses under the guise of helping people with their pain. And, um, you know, it's just awful. Greedy people just ruin everything. And uh, when you start off with a noble intention and it somehow gets corrupted by the cash, um, you can see that story play out over and over and over and over again. And Alex Gibney is really great at finding those stories. When you get a chance, go back to watch Smartest Guys in the Room. It's appalling. It is appalling. It was just a straight up fraud. Um, Enron was just propped up and super fake a fake billion dollar company and this uh this opioid crisis is built off a fake amount of pain i mean they were bribing basically these doctors to prescribe oxycontin for like you know toothaches you know not even just like uh it was cancer pain is what it was started off to be um and then they just started wanting to sell more. They started liking the numbers and wanted to sell more of the drug. They've made billions upon billions of dollars and have only paid something like a, you know, a $600 million fine. That's like $50 to the regular person, you know? Uh, it's just a small fraction of, of how much they've earned. I mean, they're no different than your regular average pusher on the street. And that's what happens. So that's why all of a sudden drug dealers now move pills as well, because they go to the person goes to the doctor with dental pain or back pain or whatever. And then the doctor has a good conscience, quote unquote, decides, you know, after so many rounds of this oxy, they can't keep writing you prescriptions for it. So then these, you know, people head out to get illegal oxy or just straight up heroin. I mean, it's just horrible. And the fact that so many people are walking free and uh, have profited so greatly off of this when they're when their counterparts, uh, street dealers get locked up routinely or shot and killed. I mean, if you want to talk about uh, uh, something that's completely unfair and rigged and the justice system was part of it. And the government was part of it. There were people who were in departments that should have said something that didn't. And, you know, it's not easy to be a whistleblower because you want to know why? A lot of people don't want to hear the whistle. Not just the wrongdoers either. There are a lot of people who will squash you because they don't want to look bad because they didn't catch it. Crazy. But check it out. It's called Crime of the Century. It's on HBO. Um... Uh, yesterday, there was a huge announcement that HBO is merging with Discovery Plus, I think. Um, yeah, it's. I'm not sure of the deal, but it's going to be a huge shakeup. And a lot of the things they, I guess, they weren't happy with how the last year of HBO Max went. But, you know, it's hard to launch a streaming company. You know, I don't, I don't understand why people think that kind of thing would be easy. And then to... Um, I think their biggest mistake was naming it HBO Max, to be honest with you, because it's just confusing. Um, and, you know, they may have should they may have just considered staying with just HBO with online with an online, you know, catalog. You know, it's hard to rebrand things now because people, you know, they're not flexible. 
Netflix never changed their name. They tried to, and people were like, no, (laughs) and they changed it right back. Because for a minute, remember, when they were going to go to streaming, they were going to call it Quickster or something. And people were like, what? And then they were like, okay, made a mistake. We'll take, we'll you know, change it right back. And now it's just Netflix. It's Netflix, the DVD service, and Netflix, the streaming service. It's not that complicated. So anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day today. Uh, like I said, you can be aware of your of the problem or the issue that upsets you or deep immersion in it is not necessary because that's not a solution. You know, staying mad about something is not a solution. Even when you're dead ass right. And, you know, we've all had an argument with someone or a disagreement with someone or, you know, and you look at them and they're not convinced and you know that you have facts and receipts and they're not interested. You just have to walk away from that part of it. It's still not the solution. Worrying isn't a solution either. So you just have to start finding ways to move past things that trouble you or plague you or trouble you or plague your people or people you care about. And, uh, you know, we need to focus on what we want to see happen more and less on trying to make everybody be as passionate or agree with you or whatever. That never works. It doesn't work in romantic relationships. It doesn't work in your family. It just doesn't work. So just set about finding the answers that work and make you happy. And you do what you can for for what you see. You know, I think that's where ultimately most of the frustration lies. You know, so do more. Do what you can to make to know that you are contributing to the solution and not being part of the problem. And we know what the problem is, but that was a long, long time ago. You know, a lot of things happened in the past and you may be completely justified in why you feel the way you feel, but that's not a solution. And and this is, I'm using broad terms because it applies broadly. You can get consumed by the details, you know, so God is in the details is what I say. And so let God do that. And then you start finding out what the answers are. And if you listen You'll find, you'll know what to do. You will know what to do. You'll feel it in your spirit. All right. I'm not trying to take it to a spiritual place, but sometimes there are spiritual solutions. Actually, all the time, there are spiritual solutions to regular, everyday, old, frustrating situations. But you got to be still and you got to let, you got to let it out. You got to let the universe tell you and guide you and lead you. The problem is a lot of us don't want to do that or we don't believe what we're hearing. And so we, you know, that that can't be right. Let me go on over. You know, it's a lot and we don't get a lot of training for this. You just got to figure it out, whatever it is, whatever problem you're trying to tackle, you get the joy of trying to figure it out. All right, fam. I know that was probably vague and evasive and it didn't make any sense if you didn't listen to yesterday's podcast. So that's on you. Do the work. (laughs) Talk to you later. Have a wonderful, wonderful day. And, uh, you know, as always, go out there and just punch this day in the face. Be your best.
alone. 